بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله وعلى آله وأصحابه ومن ولا وبعد إن شاء الله brothers and sisters this first lecture that we are going to present is on the subject of these of the heart and more specifically why are we even talking about the heart why is it important to talk about the heart and we have many verses of Quran and many hadith of sahihah authentic hadith from our beloved prophet on the subject of the heart um, the other day when some of us were discussing in the masjid uh, this issue of uh, a lecture on disease of the heart and its cures someone made the statement or asked the question uh, how can you have a two-day lecture or uh, intensive program on the heart is it is it that detailed that you can talk about the heart for two days for two straight days uh, and the answer of course is yes and if not we're going to stretch it until it lasts for two days inshallah uh, one of the things that like we'd like to mention first uh, when talking about why we're even talking about the heart is that if we intend to uh, to benefit from what's going to what's going to be presented this morning and this afternoon and tomorrow morning and tomorrow afternoon and evening then the very first thing that we need to do inshallah is to purify our hearts because our hearts uh, are the home of the niyyah the niyyah resides in the heart so the very first thing that we should do is purify our hearts and ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to remove whatever we have in our hearts that is corrupted or that is for any other reason except to learn that we're not coming here to be entertained that we're not coming here to just look at who's speaking or we're not coming here to gossip and spread uh, rumors about I saw this person or I saw that person or any of these things that corrupt the heart or that makes the spot that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions in the Quran the Suran, the spot that when people commit sins it forms on their hearts but that we should try to once again purify our hearts and correct our niyyat correct the reason why we're coming and the intention for what we're here and inshallah Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will fill our hearts with those things that are necessary for us to understand what's going to be presented by the the sheikhs that we have here and those students of knowledge that we have here uh, similar to myself in addition to this we want to pay full attention to what's being said um, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he says that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says he has not made inside of the man two hearts he has not placed inside of a human being two hearts so we should try to pay attention to what's being said and if anyone is falling asleep then we should inshallah <laughs> wash our faces so that we can pay attention with the one heart that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has put inside of our chest uh, in addition to this we should remember that we the human being we don't have complete control over our hearts this is one thing that we should keep in mind that we those creatures that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has created the ins we don't have complete control over our hearts and this is why Umm Salama radiallahu ta'ala anha our mother 
the wife of the Prophet said that the dua that she remembers that the Prophet وسلم, used to say the most in her house was Ya Muqallib Al-Qulub Thabbit Qalbi Ala Deenika Wa Ta'atik O revolver or controller or fluctuator of the heart please keep my heart make my heart firm in your deen and your obedience so we should remember that we don't have control over this piece of flesh that the Prophet ﷺ has mentioned that if it is wholesome the whole body is wholesome and that if it is corrupt the whole body is corrupt and he said Allah wa al-qalb and that is the heart we should remember that we don't have control over it and we should ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the day and in the night to and fro as we journey throughout this dunya which is temporary to allow us to have some control because he is the one as the Prophet ﷺ said, Lastly, we want to just mention that we shouldn't be fooled into thinking that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is only concerned with the heart. You hear some Muslims worldwide, in fact the other day when a sister uh, called, a new Muslim called the office of the Islamic Center and she asked, uh, why is it that we have to cover she said wrap, that's the word she used. Why, did, why is it that we have to wrap and cover? Uh, Allah knows what's in my heart. Allah knows what's in my heart. Uh, why do we have to do these things? And the men don't have to do these things. This was the, the tail end of her, her question. And I explained to her as I'm trying to now that don't be fooled into thinking that Allah is only concerned with the heart. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's prophet وسلم, said that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala doesn't he doesn't look at your shapes and your forms and your colors. But he looks at your heart. And then some Muslims, unfortunately, they leave off the last part of the hadith. He looks at your heart and your actions. So this lets us know that we have to make a uh, connection between the two. We should not be fooled when listening to these lecturers about the qalb. We should not be fooled that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is only concerned with the heart, nor the flip side of it, that we should not be fooled into thinking that Allah only looks at the outside, but that He looks at both, that they're both closely connected, and that if one is pure, then the other will be pure, as the Prophet sallallahu said. Now, there was a hadith in trying to do as much research on this topic, why we talk about the heart, why is it important to talk about this qalb? There was a hadith that I came across that I had never read before. Alhamdulillah, uh, I don't think there are many of us that can say that they've read all the hadiths of the Prophet ﷺ. But this is one of the many, many that I read that uh, was very shocking to me. Even though it is collected by Imam Muslim, and it's very well known even in the English language now, Alhamdulillah. The Prophet said, Yakunu ba'di There will come after me imams. He said, La yahtu, la bihudaya. 
and they will not be led by my guidance. They will not be led by my guidance. There will be an imma, which is the plural for imams, that will come after me. And they won't be guided by my guidance. And they will not follow or implement my sunnah. These are actions now. They won't be guided by my guidance. And they won't follow or implement and maybe revive can be used in the sense also revive and or implement my sunnah. And among them, meaning among these imams, after me, وسلم, will be people, men. There will appear men among them. Listen to the next words of the Messenger of Allah. And we know that the Messenger of Allah is the one who he himself and also the angels said about him that his eyes sleep but his heart is awake. His eyes sleep but his heart is awake. Unlike us, when we go to sleep, except for those Sufi sheikhs who say that they have the same quality as the Prophet, may Allah forbid, and we know that this is not true, they are lying on themselves, that when we go to sleep, our eyes are asleep and our hearts are asleep. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has graced this ummah with a man who when he goes to sleep, his eyes are sleeping but his heart is wide awake. And he speaks only with the truth. What is the truth? As he says, nothing comes from this pointing to his tongue except al-haq, the truth. He said that these individuals that will come among those a'imma, those imams who will come after him, they won't be guided by my guidance and they won't practice and implement my sunnah. These men, the Prophet ﷺ said, their hearts, they will have the hearts of devils in the bodies of human beings. They will have the hearts of devils, shayateen, in the hearts of human beings. And we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we, we ask Allah azza wa jal to make our hearts the hearts of human beings and make them pure. Ya muqallib al-qulub, thabbit qulubana ala deenika wa ta'atika. O fluctuator and controller of the hearts, make our hearts firm on your deen and your obedience. Ameen. We do not want Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to cause our hearts to be like the hearts of shayateen, because for surety, brothers and sisters in Islam, on this most important subject of al-qalb, the diseases of it, amrad al-qulub, the diseases of the heart and its cures, for surety, brothers and sisters, in my humble opinion, in the speaker's humble opinion, it is worse to have your heart like the heart of a shaitan and looking like a human being than have the heart of a shaitan and have the appearance of a shaitan. To have the appearance of a human being and have your heart like a shaitan, to me, is worse. Because when that person is coming to you, you see the appearance of a human being. But in their chest is the heart of shayateen, of the devils. And we seek refuge with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala from him, shaitan, iblis, and his forces in his army. So this is the third point that I'd like to make that we shouldn't be fooled that this 
issue of the heart, Allah is only concerned with this. Even though He says in the Quran that the wealth and the children, the offspring of the human being, will not avail Him, the only thing is that He comes to Allah with qalbun salim. That He comes to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with a pure, clean, unadulterated heart. A heart that is free of kufr, of disobedience, a heart that is free of shirk, of polytheism in all its forms, a heart that is free of bid'ah, uh, innovations, a heart that is free of haqd, of uh, rancor and hatred and backbiting, etc. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala this, not only for these two days that we're going to discuss this, but until we go to our graves and we're going to be tested and questioned in those graves as we already know. <clears throat> As for the linguistic meaning of al-qalb, the lugatan meaning, the linguistic literal meaning of the qalb, it has a few meanings. According to some of the etymologists of the Arabic language, they say that the word qalb or heart means that thing which fluctuates, that thing which goes back and forth, back and forth. From the linguistic meaning of qalb, that thing which flip-flops, and from Abu Musa, radiallahu anhu, he said that the Prophet, alayhi salatu wassalam, said, مَثَلُ الْقَلْبِ لِرِيشَةَ بِأَرْضٍ فَلَاتٍ يُقَلِّبُهَا الْرِيَاحِ ظَهْرًا لِبَطْنٍ The Prophet, alayhi salatu wassalam, said, the heart is like a feather in the desert land being pushed back and forth, back and forth by the wind. This gives us an example of what this word means, the qalb. It is that piece of flesh that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has not put two inside the human being, but one that flips back and forth, back and forth. And this hadith, alhamdulillah, is authentic and is transmitted or collected by al-Baghawi and his sharh al-Sunnah, and also in Mishkat al-Masabih. So the importance of this piece of flesh, brothers and sisters in Islam, inshallah should already be seen. This piece of flesh of where resides Iman and Taqwa, as the Prophet ﷺ when he said, At-Taqwa ha-huna, and he pointed to his chest when he said this twice, that At-Taqwa is here, At-Taqwa is here. This is something that even though we don't have absolute control over it, we should call on the one who's musarrif, we should call on the one who's muqallib, the one who fluctuates those hearts that is between his fingers of the human beings. And in one narration, he said that the Prophet ﷺ said that the hearts of the human beings are between the fingers of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and they are as one. The hearts are as one. When we, in listening to these lectures, should ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because it is that instrument that flip-flops and because it houses taqwa and iman, that we should ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to not allow it to flip-flop or fluctuate, that we should ask Him to let it be firm and keep that iman filled in our hearts and taqwa filled in our hearts. <coughs> also, when talking about this most important aspect of the deen, the Prophet sallallahu said, القلب أشد انقلابا من القدر إذا اجتمعت غليان. He said, the heart of the son of Adam or the heart of the human being 
fluctuates or agitates more severely than a pot of boiling water. Than a pot of boiling water. من القدر إذا اجتمعت غليان. This, really brothers and sisters, is a very profound hadith from our beloved Prophet Just think about this. Our hearts fluctuate, move back and forth. They agitate more severely than the boiling water in the pot. Brothers and sisters in Islam, this is so important that we should try with all our level best to keep this instrument, to keep this mudra, to keep this piece of flesh that is in our bodies pure and clean. Because it may just be that some of us may go to bed a mu'min and because of the fluctuation of the heart may wake up a kafir billah. <clears throat> there are some people of the past who had different interpretations of the meaning of al-qalb and the importance of it and some of the people of as-salaf like one of the Shafi'i scholars whose name is Ibn al-Mulqin rahimahullah he said and had the opinion that the intelligence of a human being that the origin or the foundation of al-aql was in the qalb that the intelligence, of, the intelligence of the human being was in the heart of the human being. And of course, as we just mentioned, there were some differences of opinion. He used a, a verse of Quran where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, لَهُمْ لَا بِهَا They have hearts wherewith they understand not. Based on this ayah, he had the opinion that the aql, the intelligence of the human being was in their hearts, not their minds. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, they have these hearts, but they don't understand with them. They don't utilize them to understand. So some of the people of the past said that al-aql or the intelligence or the thinking of a human being is not in his brain, but it is in his heart. To show you once again how important this piece of flesh is. And some of the other people of Islam of the past, they said that salah al-qalb khamsatu ashya that the rectification or the correction or reparation and the clean, the cleansing and sanitization of the heart has five basic areas in the humble opinion of the person who has this opinion. He said, Qira'atul Qur'an bit-tadabbur It is the recitation or reading of the Qur'an with deep reflection and contemplation. This is one of the ways that you repair and you correct that piece of flesh that we pray that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allows us to purify. The recitation of the Qur'an, but not just the mere recitation of the Qur'an. For instance, you find some people uh, reading the Qur'an or making the zikr of the Qur'an by recitation of it, and they're not paying attention to what they're reading. Just mere recitation. And we're not talking about, of course, muraja'ah. We're not talking about uh, reviewing what you've memorized. We're talking about just reading the Qur'an without any contemplation or reflection on the words that's in the Qur'an. And this, brothers and sisters in Islam, is a part of the nasiha of the book. As when the Prophet ﷺ said, ad nasiha. And in one narration he said it three times. 
that the deen is nasiha. It is good advice or sincerity. And then when they said, we said, to whom? O Messenger of Allah, he said, Lillah. And of course, the meaning here changes because you and I cannot give nasiha to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And then he said, Likitabih, to his book and to his messenger and to the a'imma of the mu'mineen or muslimin wa'amatihim and to the leaders of the muslims the believers and the common people as a part of the nasiha to the book as a part of the nasiha or the good advice of the book it is that we reflect on the deep meanings of the quran that when we recite the quran there's tadabbur there's tafakkur there's contemplation there's deep thinking and reflection on what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says. Inna fi khalqis samawati wal ard wa akhtilaf al-layli wa nahar Verses that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is showing us in the creation of the heavens and the earth and the alternation of the night and the day, etc. This heart should reflect on what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying. Because there's going, to come, there's going to come a time, brothers and sisters in Islam, that whatever we read in the Qur'an, it's not just going to be important that we recited the Qur'an so that we may be elevated as the Prophet ﷺ said on the last verse that we memorized and learned, but also how we understood. Did you reflect on the Qur'an? Did you contemplate on its verses? And did you implement them? The second thing that some of the people of the past have said, Khala'l Batan. This is a part of rectification and reparation of the heart. And that is cleansing the stomach. In other words, are you concerned on what you eat? Because the eating habits of the Muslim has a direct relationship, is directly related to cleansing the heart. Even physiologically, the scholars of science and medicine will tell you. That what you eat physically has an important part on the cleansing of the heart because of the blood fluctuating and moving throughout the body. And also spiritually, what you eat has an effect on your heart. As Imam Ahmed ibn Hanbal, rahimahullah, said that one of the signs of a muttaqi, one of the signs of a person who has taqwa, is his eating habits. And some of the people of the Salaf have said, that whatever goes in, if it goes impure in the body, it comes out pure. And if it goes in corrupted, it comes out corrupted. And if it goes something, something goes inside the body doubtful, the expectation of it will come out doubtful. Rahimahumullah. May Allah have mercy on all of them. And also Qiyamul Layl, standing up at night, of which I am still amazed and astounded. How a Muslim can say that he has or she has a Muslim household or an Islamic household and they don't stand up once in a year in Qiyamul Layl. How can you consider your homes? Homes that hearts are fleeing to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Homes that hearts are making sujood. Because when the person makes sujood physically with their bodies, their heads eventually come up. Even the most pious of abids of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala when they make the sujood to Allah, their, heart, their bodies come up eventually, their heads are risen. But the person whom we should all be trying to be like, when their hearts make sujood, brothers and sisters in Islam, you should never want your heart to come out of sujood. 
How could it be that a person considers their households Islamic households and not one time in a year their houses are devoid? No qiyamul layl, no tahajjud whatsoever. So if we want to have islah or salahul qalb, the rectification and reparation and cleansing of our hearts, we have to at least make tahajjud. At least once a year, if not as much as we can throughout the week. And they go on by saying, That we have strong, intense supplications, dua and zikr in the early morning, the wee hours of the morning. This is something that will help brothers and sisters in Islam, inshallah, help repair and correct our hearts. And lastly, Spending time sitting with the people who are righteous. Those individuals who are trying to themselves purify their hearts and sanitize their hearts. We have to have the accompaniment. We have to hang out with, so to speak in colloquial terms. Those individuals who are righteous individuals. Those individuals who are going to have an effect on our hearts and our thinking and our behaviors. This is one of the ways, these of the five ways that we help to purify and sanctify our hearts because as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has explained to us and as the people of the da'wah as Salafiyyah have explained to us after the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam has explained to us that this da'wah of a Salafiyyah has three categories or three comp- compartments uh, contained in it or within it. It is a tawheed knowing the unicity and oneness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and ittiba'ur rasul to follow the messenger of Allah alayhi salatu wasalam and we cannot follow him unless we combine the actions with the statement of la ilaha illallah and the affirmation total submission willful obedience and loving submission to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in our hearts. That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has said when he's sending the Prophet to all mankind, وَيُعَلِّمُهُمُ الْكِتَابَ وَالْحِكْمَةِ وَيُزَكِّيهِمْ And finally, التَّذْكِيَةِ To teach them the book and the wisdom, which is the sunnah of Muhammad wasallam, not the wisdom according to Aristotle or some sheikh who has a big turban, but the wisdom, meaning the sunnah of the Messenger of Allah وَيُزَكِّيهِمْ And to purify and sanctify and sanitize their hearts and their souls. Unfortunately, there are many, not many, but some of the Muslims of this da'wah, unbeknownst to them, they think that it is solely important, and meaning that when I say da'wah, I mean the da'wah of the Salafiyyah, the da'wah to la ilaha illallah, and to the, and to the Quran and the Sunnah of Muhammad والسلام, and to the way of our rightly guided predecessors, uh, that is, as Salaf al-Salih, Unfortunately, there are some Muslims who claim and, and are, alhamdulillah, part of this da'wah that relegate and centralize this da'wah only to the aqidah, only to thinking and believing that it's necessary and most important to know that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is above his throne and a man that is befitting his majesty. Or knowing how to make the salah properly, the mechanics of the salah externally. Or knowing about fasting. But some Unfortunately, not many, and Allah knows best, are only concerned with these things and not concerned with the affairs of the heart.
And unfortunately, when we find these Muslims, and inshallah we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to guide them to the completion, the totality of Islam. As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Ya ayyuhalladheena amanu dukhulu fi silmi kaffah. Oh, you who believe, enter into Islam wholly, totally. And we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make all of us come wholly and totally. That when they think about this da'wah as salafiyyah, they think only about al-aqidah. They don't think about the heart. And unfortunately, here's where the people of tasawwuf or Sufism come in and lead those individuals to the other side of the spectrum, to the other side of the rainbow, of where there is no pot of gold waiting for them. Yes, brothers and sisters, we have to be concerned with the heart. Because once again, as the Prophet said, if it is wholesome, then the whole body is wholesome, and if it is corrupt, then the whole body is corrupt. We should make a unity between the heart and the soul. We have a hadith from our beloved Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam on the authority of Huzayfa radiyallahu anhu where the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam's companion Huzayfa al-Yaman radiyallahu anhu wa radahu he said sami'tu rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam yaqul tu'radu al-fitn 'ala al-qulub temptation or al-fitna in the plural form, al-fitan, will be presented to men's hearts, kal-hasir, udan, udan. It will be presented to men's hearts as a reed mat. As a reed mat is woven stick by stick. Udan, udan. فَأَيُّ قَلْبٍ أُشْرِبَهَا نُكِتَ فِيهِ نُكْتَ the Prophet ﷺ went on by saying, any heart that is impregnated by this disease, this infitin, any heart that is impregnated by it will have nukta sawda, a black spot on it. And we know from the Quran that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Kalla bal rana ala qulubihim bima kanu yaksiboon. Bima kanu kan yaksiboon. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, No, but rather they have on their hearts Quran. This is a spot that any time a person commits a sin, this spot appears on their hearts. And the Prophet والسلام, is telling us in this hadith that there are going to be individuals who are going to have this nukta sawda, a black speck or spot on their hearts. And in other narrations it says that they become accumulated so much that their hearts become totally black. Then the Prophet ﷺ said, <clears throat> if these were no one else, excuse me, and that there are others who will have a spot of whiteness on their hearts. And that there are other hearts who reject this fitna. Other hearts that reject and repudiate this type of fitna, and on those hearts there will be a white spot. <clears throat> and we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make our hearts spotless. <clears throat> There's another narration from Hudayfa radiallahu anhu, where he says, Al-Qulubu Arba'a. Al-Qulubu Arba'a. 
that the hearts are four, meaning the hearts are of four types. Qalbun aghfalu, fadhalika qalbul kafir. It is the heart that is aghfal, that is closed, and that is the heart that the heart of the kafir. وَقَلْبٌ مُصَفَّحٌ And the heart that is مُصَفَّح وَذَلِكَ قَلْبٌ مُنَافِقٌ And this is the heart of the munafiq, the hypocrite. وَقَلْبٌ أَجْرَدُ فِيهِ سِرَاجٌ يُزْهِرٌ And a heart that is أجرد, it has أجرد and in it, it is a lamp, like a lamp that is illuminating. فَذَلِكَ قَلْبُ الْمُؤْمِنِ and this is the heart of the believer. وَقَلْبٌ فِيهِ إِيمَانٌ وَنِفَاقٌ And a heart that has within it Iman, faith, and hypocrisy. Iman and nifaq or hypocrisy. فَمَثَلُ الْإِيمَانُ فِيهِ كَمَثْلُ الْشَجَرَةِ يَمُدُّهَا مَاءٌ طَيِّبٌ And the heart that has Iman is like that of a bush that emits from it or exudes from it very pure, clean, good-smelling water. And then the Prophet went on, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, وَمَثْلُ الْنِفَاقِ مَثْلُ الْقَرْحَ يَمُدُّهَا قَيْحٌ وَدَّمٌ And the heart, or the example of the heart of the munafiq, and we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to protect our hearts from being the heart of a munafiq and having nifaq in it, ameen, or the heart of hypocrisy, and those hearts are like a sore or an abscess that emits from it pus and blood. <clears throat> so brothers and sisters in Islam, this issue of the heart is extremely important, and this is the reason why we've come together for these two days, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has already united our hearts and made us brothers. For before, some of us, many of us were enemies. And He united that instrument or that piece of flesh that is in our, in our bodies called the heart. <clears throat> Lastly, brothers and sisters in Islam, we'd like to say that if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala blesses us to have our hearts purified, and to have our hearts cleansed, to have our hearts removed of all of those diseases of which those people who are more qualified... Than